The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. I started to question myself if I was launching Lucha Underground and I had accidentally flipped over to Cinemax. Not a whole lot of faces shown as far when it comes to Brenda, so. <laughs> yeah. You're you're spot on there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> this is the house that AJ Styles built. Uh, you know, like Nakamura, he's just such a great star. It doesn't matter what you do with him. People are going to cheer for him. Did you feel the gloriousness? Did you feel it? Bobby Roode did his job this is insane how great they are well i think the authors of pain are young prodigies that's how good we are representing bullet club this is what we do it was great i i uh never thought it would feel this good i it's been 11 years and uh since the wwe universe has seen me wrestle um, I wasn't expecting to do it at last minute, but, uh, you know, this was such an honor to do it at the Shield, uh, to be in that ring with the Miz, guys like him, uh, great leaders, Seamus and Cesaro, and, you know, uh, Kane came back for this. It was, a, it was a huge night for all of us, but most of all for me. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the max. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Deezer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling of the Max, episode 270. And we, of course, are brought to you by W2Mnet.com. That's right, the place where you go find all your great wrestling content and a lot more. And make sure you go check us out wherever you get podcasts. Maybe it's iHeartRadio. Maybe you're over there on YouTube or any other place. Go search out Wrestling of the Max. Hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to go rate and review. That not only helps us, but it also helps us a little bit, you know, get understanding of what you like or what you don't like. We appreciate all the great feedback you guys give us on a regular basis. Hey, and also, make sure you get some love over to Formula1Mania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Both are great, amazing websites that we really appreciate all their support. So make sure you go check them out as well. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Paul Leeser. hey And, you know, uh, tonight we do not have Sean. Uh, Sean is on duty over there on the Football to the Max show and the Soccer to the Max show, so he has a busy schedule ahead of him. So we decided we're just going to run this thing through and let Sean, you know, kind of push to those other big shows he's got going on and hey it's okay he's got a lot of stuff going on football season is so busy for him and uh i've kind of taken a step back a little bit from football and kind of more towards wrestling and sean's had to do the other stuff it's been a balance but hey i think we're doing just fine and and really excited about what's going on over there and i'm excited about what we have tonight here paul we've got a really fun show to talk about we've got a lot of wrestling news to get into talking more about anthem and jeff jarrett what's going on there we've got some news with ricochet 
today. We're also going to be talking a little bit about the sickness going around the WWE and some of why we got you know that card on TLC. We'll be talking about all that, plus Ring of Honor, which you know we'll talk about why we haven't talked Ring of Honor yet, and also uh, Impact Wrestling. Plus, we're crowning a superstar of the week, so we've got a full show ahead of us. Really excited about that. Uh, but I do want to say to everybody, uh, we definitely apologize. We didn't have a part one this week. We usually try our best to have one, uh, but for some uh, reason, the internet decided to tell us no. <laughs> that is uh, exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and if you heard, uh, you know, Paul and I did the Raw review, and which, you know, was a lot of fun, got through it, and we were like, okay, well, we're going to go ahead and we're going to get this thing kicked off. We're going to, you know, do episode, uh, you know, 270 part one. Really excited about talking about everything, and then the internet craps out. Mm-hmm. And we're just having bad audio. Me and you both restarted our computers. We thought, oh, it's on our end. And the next thing you know, Paul's computer just says, no more internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a bad sign for us, especially <laughs> since he's producing the show. Uh, so it's wild, but that happens to us off and on, Paul. And, you know, it's kind of funny, too. And I'm sure you saw the text, too. But Sean, he, right at the end of the football show, had the exact same problem. Yeah. The internet goes down. <laughs> He's like three states away, so uh, <laughs> just it, for W2M, it just it was not meant to be at all for anybody, no matter what show you were doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I, you know, I had the internet, but I knew if I were to try to do it by myself, my internet would have went, so I decided, let's wait. And not only that, you know, it's a little bit of a slower news uh, week coming off a big pay-per-view, <laughs> so I mean, I think it kind of worked for us a little bit here, because now we've got a full slate of news for everybody. We've got Ring of Honor, and since, you know, we're not doing Lucha tonight, it's not there anymore until later on. Yeah. Uh, and so, we, we've got some good stuff to talk about, but we once again, we do apologize. I know a lot of you out there that are regular listeners probably were very disappointed not to have a show uh, to listen to this week, but hey, we're going to have a super show here for you, and we're really excited about doing it. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, things happen just where it works out. I, I, you know, maybe it's the thing of Halloween's coming, and, and the ghosts are already attacking us. You know, whatever it is, you know, something's going on here. Something very paranormal, Paul. God, I Something. hope not. It better not be clowns. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I can't. I just, I, I, yeah, I know. I'm you right go there. and make an it joke on the air about wrestling, and suddenly you got clowns cutting your internet. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you know that that would be pretty terrifying, to be honest with you. Um, so yeah, Pennywise why, uh... outside with the scissors over a bunch of cables. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, you know, we all uh, have a little fun, but you guys will not click. Oh, <laughs> dang it. Now I'm so. scared to go outside. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you know I'm a little bit scared to go into Mexico now, because every time I, I see these clips of AAA and all those horns honking and all that, and now I'm terrified. So, <laughs> all the clown stuff. Clowns everywhere. Uh, and, yeah, can't sleep. They're going to eat me. Um Anyway, well, there you go, guys. That's our, our phobia for the week, uh, clowns. Uh, so, uh, But, yeah, I mean, we are excited. We're going to talk some wrestling news. So let's go ahead and do that, Paul. Let's jump into these quick hits. Let's do it. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. Take it away, Gary. 
Alrighty, well, let's start this thing off by talking a little bit about what's going on over there in Anthem's world. Now, you know, as of last week, we, you know, we're still unsure of what was going on. We had all the rumors going around that Jeff Jarrett, you know, being on that leave of absence was meant to be a lot more of a leave, and that was that he was going to be for sure gone. And as of this past weekend, it is true. It is official. Jeff Jarrett is gone from Anthem, and they are no longer going to have any connections with GFW. So they will be rebranding. Uh, you know, who knows what it'll be called, if it's just going to stick around to being Impact or what. But there will be no longer any connection with Jeff Jarrett or Anthem. Uh, having anything to do with GFW as well. So this is interesting for many, many reasons. Uh, One is the fact that, you know, there were those rumors going around in the reports that Jeff Jarrett, you know, he showed up drunk uh, to an event in uh, Canada, and that was one of the biggest signs for them to say, this may not be a very healthy relationship for us to have, especially with a guy that we kind of consider one of the more, you know, important people to our creative team and and to running this business. Uh, Not a very good partner uh, when you have someone who, you know, is intoxicated on the job. Mm -hmm. And, and, And then the second thing here is the fact that Jeff Jarrett had, you know, since, you know, come out to, you know, say a a few things like you know saying the anthem is out of money uh and and that's a a big shot towards them and of course they denied that but that's a big shot towards this company especially with all the rumors going around about them trying to sell it things like Mm -hmm. that so this has been a big problem uh and i think anthem feels like that they're stepping away from jeff Jarrett to kind of clear up that problem Uh, what's your initial thought over this we've kind of talked about this about a few times, um, mm-hmm. but now now that it's official, now you know that Jeff Jarrett is gone, where do you see this going and, and all that has taken place? Boy, uh, is, this has just been a whirlwind of stuff that got even stranger yesterday, too, because Jeff Jarrett has now checked into a rehab facility, Gary, and it was set up through the WWE and their sponsored rehab program for all former employees, which is, I mean, not just everybody's involved, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Oof. <laughs> Uh, I, I mean, at least Jeff is now getting the help that he needs. Uh, he's, this isn't the first time, uh, in many, many years that, uh, we've heard him being drunk at shows or, or being inebriated elsewhere and all these other problems that he's had. So it's good that this is happening, uh, for him, at least on that personal note, as far as, I mean, impact and global force and Anthem and all that go like this, just, gets messier for a company that keeps making a mess of things now because you just spent the last what two three months rebranding into to uh, maybe not even three maybe just two and a half but uh turning impact into gfw rebranding all your championships uh doing all these things to sort of buddy up and combine and then suddenly it's off the table and you're left with a, a very large mess to sort through going into your biggest pay-per-view of the year with this big move to Canada. Uh, I d- can, can anybody take this place seriously anymore? Is a move, is everything they're doing going to be enough to help anymore after this? Because, I mean, the, the bullet after bullet after bullet thing just keeps happening to them. Like, they just can't get out of the way of bad stuff happening to them. And making the news for all the wrong reasons. I am right there with you. Mm-hmm. And I have all those same exact questions for 
all those reasons. And here's the thing. You know, I think every rumor we've heard has seemed to come out pretty close to true. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Jeff Jarrett rumor, I really do feel like the sale of Anthem's, uh, you know, wrestling company, whatever it's called now. Because it's, it's almost hard. You don't know if to call it Impact, uh, you know, call it Global. Yeah. You don't even know what to call it anymore. <laughs> we have no so, idea. <laughs> so I, I, I'm going to call it the wrestling company that Anthem owns. <laughs> and... uh uh, you don't know if it's true, but you just kind of have that gut feeling that they've been shopping it, and mm-hmm. they want to see if there's anyone interested. And it's just too bad that they uh, let you know uh, a guy that had a little bit of money and you know Billy Corrigan, mm-hmm. uh, you know, step away and invest somewhere else. So now they're trying to find somebody else, and I really feel like if they can get out of this, I think they're going to. Now they don't want to look stupid. They don't look like they were wrong. Uh, so this is the worst time for them to sell, right? It, coming into this whole situation, it looked really positive for the fact that they were taking it away from a, a regime that was really not well-liked, mm-hmm. that people were considering a failure in Dixie Carter. Uh, they tried a few things. They really didn't. Of course, you know, the Billy Corrigan stuff was not their favorite. They kind of cleaned house with that stuff. They really felt like Jeff Jarrett was going to come in here. And he promised him a lot. Jeff Jarrett's a great talker. He's a great salesman. He'll sell you anything. And they bought into his product, everything that he had to offer. That got Jeff Jarrett TV for his global force, guys. It got them, the guy that started this company, back in place. Mm -hmm. And all those things seem very well. But now, the way things are shaken out, now they're back at square one, if not taking steps backwards. And they're looking at this thing as a no-win situation for them. I I think they kind of see that if they are ever going to be anything big, it's going to take a long time. And are they willing to put the money into it? I don't don't really think so. Mm -hmm. I think at some point, they're going to drag it out until things clear up, till we kind of forget about this maybe, and then say, oh, well, we're just deciding to sell it. We're too successful, uh, but we're going to sell it. You know, bring out something like that so Anthem does not look like they just made the dumbest investment that they've ever made. And I mean, which I don't blame. Would you, Paul? I mean, I, I, I would have a hard time, uh, mm-hmm. you know, acting like, oh, I'm sorry, I was a complete idiot, you know. Yeah, you know, I don't know if this means they're going to sell it or if this is finally what does them in or not. Uh, I, I think Anthem might be playing a wait-and-see game and see how this weekend plans out for them. Or not this weekend, but they, the next one coming up for the Bound for Glory shows where they're running all of these wrestling shows back-to-back-to-back across five days, uh, starting with Bound for Glory, going into Impact Wrestling tapings and all this stuff. If it's truly gotten this much cheaper for them to run in Canada, uh, then maybe they'll still stick with it and see if they can't fish something out of it because uh, it's come out multiple times that this is one of their bigger rated shows across their networks in in Canada and overseas as well. And if it can float there, then, you know, why not? You know, keep it going. and, And if it turns into something big for you, then great. If not, you have your own personal programming. That's, you know, basically what a lot of people are after nowadays is, you know, personal content. If not, uh, maybe we do see them try to turn around and sell it next year or, or the year after or however long it's going to take for them to try to make something back out of this without just straight up vaporizing the company, right? I, I, as, as sure as I was that the company was going to live to see a couple more years at the start of this deal with Global Force Wrestling, uh, I think we're 
maybe back to being a little bit more worried than we should be at this point. Cause, I mean, a lot of people were saying some positive things about the turnaround, even though I don't think we were because the company still basically felt the same. <sighs> this is, uh, you know, you don't really have a lot of faith at all if you had any to gain back the first time around whenever the company and GFW got together. I mean, now you got to be super worried if you had anything left and you're just, you're, you're running out of straws, chances, hopes, whatever you got left for this company. You're, you got to be down to nil at this point. Yeah. And you're totally right about that. And, you know, for what we're seeing right now on television with Impact, <laughs> this is all old. This is all really old. You know, I don't know how old, but it's old. I mean, you mm-hmm. still have Jim Cornette on TV, which he's been gone for, oh my God, like, Four weeks now, five yeah, weeks. It's been like a, yeah, it's been a while. And, you know, I, I don't know if they taped everything up until Bound for Glory, which I'm assuming. So, I mean, all this stuff is old. All the, A lot of the people you're seeing are gone. And, you know, uh, I know they lost Taryn Terrell. I think, uh, isn't Taya gone too now? Uh, oh, I didn't know I'm, Taya was gone. No, she may not be. I, I may be confused. No, I'm, I'm wrong. I'm sorry. It, I think it's straight up Taryn Terrell. Mm-hmm. Uh but I, I know there's a few other names out here that you know I'm probably forgetting that are not low, basically with this company anymore. Right. And you really question coming out of Bound for Glory what you're going to have, who's still going to be around. You know, cutting that GFW connection, how is that going to affect things? Is it going to affect anything on the the, the partnerships that they've made, things mm-hmm. like that? Right. So there's a lot of questions here still to be answered, and you're right. It, who's to know uh, following all this other stuff, but I mean, we have yet to see just a giant change in this company through regime changes, through ownership, and it's a really big problem, I think, for them because they really need to find their niche, find something that makes them special, and I think they're trying. Don't get me wrong, and if you're an Impact fan, this is not, hey, they're crapping on Impact. No, we're just concerned, and I Mm -hmm. really am concerned because there's so many guys on the Impact roster that I really like. I, I really do like Eli Drake. I, I've come a long way to realize that this guy does have talent, and he's somebody that I think will, you know, give me a lot more if they keep him around as a champion or around the mid, you know, mid to Carter up. Uh, but you know him, and you know, of course, EC3, and the, the list goes on. There's a few guys here that I really, really love to watch every week. So I don't want them to be gone, and I love the idea that they've got going on right now, where they're going around the world and things like that. That makes them so different. Like there's mm-hmm. nobody else that's doing that on TV. No one is showing matches from Japan, Mexico, Canada, and America. They're not doing that, and this is something that they've kind of come up with. Sure, it may be a little cheesy at times, maybe a little wonky, but it makes them different. Why did we love Lucha Underground? Lucha Underground gave you sci-fi with wrestling. Now, this is giving you something completely different than what you get in WWE. So they need to continue those things. They need to get better and continue to, and maybe they will. But I I think, once again, those concerns are still there. And how much can Anthem really do? following all these different things and you know jeff jarrett being gone is definitely not the end of the world jeff jarrett (laughs) is his own entity has his own things he did bring something to it but who knows what the test will tell uh have time of really what jeff jarrett really did offer them right so you're absolutely right on all those counts 
And here's the thing. Uh, Jeff Jarrett himself, you know, like you said, I mean, I'm, I'm glad he's getting help, right? And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm really happy for him. I, I do have my concerns because this, this guy has invested a lot of his time, money, efforts, and really trying to do something special. And I think this is a big kick in the gut to him. Mm-hmm. I really, really do. And I think that's why he's probably resorted you know, back to what he sadly has done before, and that's alcohol. And I really hope he can work those things and find his happy niche. You know, you know, WB is you know really good on this, and they really have offered people help even when they're really, let's be honest, on the completely the opposite side of the coin of the company. They mm-hmm. don't care. They're gonna they're gonna support you even if they really don't have a lot of good ties with you. And I'm glad to see that once again we have another situation where they didn't have to do anything, but they still do it. And Hopefully Jeff Jarrett comes out of this good. Hopefully Anthem finds their their niche and, and finds something that makes them better. But, you know, like you said, the, the picture right now is not looking beautiful. Right now it's looking a little ragged. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very ragged. <laughs> so... Yeah, so you know, you know, we'll keep people posted. I mean, uh, once again, you know, Anthem, you know, cutting connections with GFW, cutting connections with Jeff Jarrett. We will only find out in time if this is actually going to mean anything, and uh, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So let's move on to some news when it comes uh, about uh, you know what culture and what culture has had you know some different alum has some different people working with them and as of late. They've had some people kind of take off and do their own thing, and one of those people is alum Adam uh, Blampede, and uh, this guy, you know, has been, you know, better known as Blumpy, if you know him as that, and uh, he's, of course, you know, one of those more popular guys in that company, I believe, Paul, and... I know. He, I think he was the one in basically booking what culture for a little bit, if I remember correctly. I'm not super familiar with the promotion, so... Yeah, I'm not either. I I know that he's pretty well known over there, though. I, yeah. I've heard his name for sure, so I would assume he is, you know, at least involved pretty heavily with the company. He had announced though recently that he is taking his leave of absence, and this is because he has been found soliciting photos of women, uh, and these are all nude, of course. Uh, so he has found it in his best interest and the best interest of world culture to kind of step away. This is, you know, uh, something that we've seen um, rampant in the wrestling business as of late. Of course, WB has been in the news more than anybody else. But here, here we go again, Paul. Somebody else who's, you know, kind of having to to get the egg off their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's left Cultaholics, by the way. He left What Culture a while ago to found Cultaholics with a bunch of new people that were going to run uh, their own promotion, I believe, as well as far as wrestling went, and. Uh, that that's all sort of at least fallen away for him as he stepped away. He was head of creative for that company. He stepped away. He issued a public apology. One of the women who he apparently solicited uh, nude photos from. I uh, this it's it's a bigger deal too because he's sort of um, manipulating. I guess it's not. I don't know if it's manipulation. One of those terms there that follows on. Basically, he's not. It's not just some drunk guy going, "Hey, send nudes." It's it's a guy constantly asking for them and all these other things. Uh, and th- I mean, this is a large problem that you see. Uh, I think basically everywhere right now. I mean, I mean, this is a big deal, at least uh, for you know Harvey Weinstein, who's obviously done much more horrible things than this guy. But this is still not cool. Uh, the one, like I said, one of the women came out and started saying stuff on Twitter about 
how the interactions went and basically called him a big piece of trash. So, you know, it's it's kind of hard to feel bad for this guy, Gary, uh, whenever you're doing stuff like this. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, it, it's so hard with the Internet now for the fact that, you know, it's it, you can't get away with anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's be honest. And I think the old-timers have said this over and over and over again about, you know, the wrestling business in general is thank God that they didn't have cameras back when those guys were doing their stuff and running around and causing problems. And, I mean, my God, Roddy Piper would probably have been vilified in real life if people would have <laughs> known what he really was all about. And there's several of those guys. And, and you know, for the superstars today, you, you do feel bad for those folks for the fact that I mean, they can't just have a personal life on Facebook, on Twitter, or any other social platform because, well, people take things too far. If you have anything that can be hacked, they're going to fa- hack your photos. If you have any nudes, they're going to find them. And now the the good thing is, is we do find the people that are doing the things that are not right. We can vilify them, and I and I, I don't really feel bad for this guy. Plumpy mm-hmm. uh, made his decisions, and that is what it is. And you know, I'm glad that he's exposed if he's doing things that are not good. I really am, and I hope anybody that's not doing things that are good do we get exposed. Um, but it just shows you once again, you can't just get on the internet and do things and expect to not get caught, especially when you're a public figure like that, or or you know, a figure of any kind of sort of fame, right? Mm-hmm. And here we go again. I mean, yep. once again, someone's exposed, and on and on we go. I mean, I, I really don't know what else to say about it, Paul, to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I don't either. I mean, it's it's just uh, a symptom of a larger problem that may or may not be exclusive to the U.S. now, at least with this. But, I mean, this stuff like this, unfortunately, comes out all the time in the States, and it's, it's never it's, – it's never a happy occasion. It's never a good occasion. But I mean, there's there's a there's a definitely a culture around this. I think universally. I don't think it's just mm-hmm. us. Oh yeah, exactly. You're right, and uh, you know, sadly, you're going to get more of this. We'll mm-hmm. be talking about somebody else in a couple of weeks, and, and we'll keep it on. So this will be a continual thing. But it's just proof once again. You know, if, if you're on social media, be smart. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if you're using the internet in general. Be smart, because it's not just about you being on social media. It's about the fact that there are hackers out there, and, you know, you'll get exposed. So, uh, you know, I, I mentioned Terrence Terrell a little while ago, and I should have kind of brought this out, too. But I, I think it's important for us to know before we kind of move on past the Impact stuff. Uh, you know, the reason Terrence Terrell did leave Impact wasn't because she was angry at anybody or anything like that. But they are moving their tapings to Canada, as Paul mentioned. And that's a problem for Terrence Terrell because she can't get in the country. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're going to have some of those superstars that can't cross borders have problems like Terrence Terrell. And, you know, I, I do feel bad because just got back in the company. But, you know, when you when you have problems with the law, Canada, you know, Canada or the U.S., vice versa, they're not really happy with you going over the border. Yeah. Uh, I mean, reportedly, too, Terrence is not upset about it. The split was, amic- uh, you know amicable uh i almost said that wrong the first time uh <laughs> so uh like you said you know if if maybe the hardys were still around this this might have been a problem for jeff right because he he can't leave the country still uh mm-hmm. so i mean if if anybody down there in impact still has problems or has basically committed felonies um can't leave the country that's that's just how it works so 
could uh, maybe be another reason why we see some people leaving the company in the future, too, as Gary just said. But still, it's not injury-related like it's been reported on TV. It's just because she can't go to Canada. Yeah, exactly. So, understand that's what happened, and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe things will get figured out later down the line. But, you know, that's a lot of political stuff and a lot of things to figure out between borders. So, yeah. Uh, you know, here's the big thing going around right now, and this is something I was kind of excited about talking about for the fact that it's a big deal, mm-hmm. and WB is having a lot of issues with this right now. And the reason we saw TLC not evolve into the show we thought it would be was because two guys, for sure, Roman Reigns and Bray Wyatt, both uh, had illness, and the illness was the mumps. And there's also other superstars out there dealing with the same thing, the mumps. This has been kind of rampant in the WWE roster, and they've tried their best to stop it. They've actually got a lot of their superstar shots to, to prevent the mumps if they don't already have it. Mm-hmm. They've also kind of, tr- to be honest with you, tried to regulate who's been showing up at TV because of the fact that you know the fact that it's kind of running rampant throughout the entire roster. So guys like Bo Dallas, you had JoJo. Both people who kind of surround themselves around Bray Wyatt not be allowed to come because, well... We don't want to make sure that if you do have it, you don't bring it back over here, things like that. So mm-hmm. they're trying to be preemptive and make sure that they quarantine in a fashion those that are sick or those that could be sick and get this roster back to healthy. And it's interesting uh, that, you know, this has become a big all of a sudden problem, but this happens. This happens at workplaces. This happens in many other sorts of, you know, venues where people are all together in one place. So I I get it. This is, you know, something they're having to deal with, but I'll be honest with you. I I don't remember the last time this has happened, but you know, this is why we've, you know, have not seen those people on the TV. Yeah, uh, first, I, I want to apologize. I believe I reported meningitis last week, and that's that's sort of what was going around, but that that's not the case. So at least, I mean, mumps is, is still serious, but it's nowhere near as serious as meningitis, which, uh, which can kill you. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and secondly, too, if you're wondering how this got, Roman is, is supposedly a travel buddy with Bray. Uh, I think Bo also travels with them as well. Uh, so that's sort of why they've been taken off. And Roman is reportedly supposed to be back Maybe in time for Survivor Series, uh, depending, I guess, on how all that's shaking out for him. But there's still reports floating around, too, that WWE is worried that people are still going to contract it. This is going to continue to be a problem for him, and that's that's a little scary. Um, you know, usually I think the the big infection people always worry about today as far as sports goes, staff. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's been that way since at least I've been around, uh, at least competing in sports since middle school or so as far as team sports and all that goes. And that's, that's been some years now, uh, <laughs> talking maybe 15, uh, no. more than that. Ugh, maybe You're aging yourself there. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but, uh, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, mumps though, Gary, that's, you know, it's the kissing disease. Who's been, who's been kissing who? Maybe that's, that's the question. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that goes back to that original, uh, triple H theme music, right? You know, who's sleeping with who? who? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bo, I mean, uh, lay off uh, Kiss and Roman for a while, man. Yeah. It's not, not cool. Not, not Calm cool down, guys. I understand you get excited, but, you know. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I thought the same thing. And I, I, I honestly, it was bad because I kind of started to blame JoJo. Um, but so did the internet. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were some not so kind stories going around that JoJo maybe had been. Uh, 
getting around if you if you catch my drift. Yeah, if you will. Right? If you will. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, we, we won't be one of those. We will no, not blame no. Joe. No, this it, this honestly happens, and you don't know what you know. Like you said in sports, right? There's a lot of close connection with people, a lot of close quarters. You share a locker room. Uh, sometimes you share a drinking, eating area, things like that. So who knows, right? I mean, mm-hmm. for all we know, those guys pass around water bottles. Like, hey, here, you know, have some water. You know, yeah, yeah. It doesn't, you know, sometimes bother them, whereas me, I'd be like, uh, I'll, I'll get my own. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those guys are like, oh, whatever, cool, you know, take it and drink it. Um, so, I mean, nonetheless, I mean, this is just something that happens. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't blame anybody specifically. You just got to get past it. That's what WWE's trying to do. Yeah. But like you said, this is still possibly a situation, and we may see other guys not be able to be on the programming because of, the sickness and mm-hmm. that could really hit the company hard, especially if some of the bigger names are taken off. I mean, Roman Reigns, I mean, you can't really get much bigger than that. Uh, but you got guys like AJ Styles who are in the company, who, you know, they rely on him to sell tickets and plenty of these other guys that are in that upper echelon who, you know, bring in the revenue and bring in people to buy those, you know, pay-per-views or buy the network to watch them they're they're not going to want to lose out on having those guys on these major pay-per-views especially going into survivor series right all you need is the miz getting sick with the mumps and then guess what you know who's baron corbin going to wrestle (laughs) you know and then you know what if the new day contracted it you know guys like that who really you know get people going to these shows so you know you just hope the best right and you don't want to definitely go into the performance center so maybe they yeah. – I wonder if you've – I honestly wonder if they've kind of kept some of the main superstars from going to the Performance Center for that reason, right? Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, I would certainly think so. You don't want to – I mean, you want to keep this as, as low exposure as possible. It might be a reason why they took Braun off the road, right? I mean, he he's another road buddy with, with Roman and those guys. Um so I mean, maybe that's why he got eaten by a trash compactor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. That'll fix your mumps. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze them right out of you. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Um, but now you know they've got you know this disease going around the locker room, and it's not Paige. Uh, mm-hmm. But now I think she's in the locker room now. So you know, I maybe they're know. worried about that. I don't know thing. if she's gotten back on the road with them or not yet. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very interested. I, you know, it's kind of funny. I'm mentioning Paige. Uh, I was going through some of the WWE.com videos and stuff, and they actually were showing uh, a match between her and Charlotte. So it makes me wonder if they're getting closer. Huh. So I, I just thought, why are they showing a full match of them in a Divas title match? Like, what's what's this reasoning? And I'm thinking, oh, maybe they're trying to get us a clue that she's coming back. Mm-hmm. Maybe so. So it, it makes you also wonder Survivor Series, what if she pops up? Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, so you just never know. So I just mm-hmm. want to throw that out there, just a, a little tidbit of information. Uh, so, you know, we've got some other things going on in WWE that does not involve sickness, uh, but it does involve an ab contest. Yeah, that's right. Shawn Michaels is going to be involved in an ab contest with Johnny Gargano uh, coming up here at War Games for NXT. Oh, man, Paul, I, I can't tell you how excited I am for this. I mean, let me reveal to you guys real quick why I bought tickets to the show. This is it. <laughs> this was it. <laughs> Front row, baby. You get the clear view picture of those ads, right? Uh, this came out on Shawn Michaels' Twitter. Him and Gargano did a video 
uh, talking about all this. Shawn Michaels is also going to be guest refereeing an NXT title match at the house show out in uh, San Antonio, uh, which I forgot to mention. Ring of Honor's added Kenny Omega to that show to sort of compete, so... Uh, you know, take that, but <laughs> oh man, I know, and I saw that everybody blow up on that. How excited they are! So. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I, you know, I this, uh, I mostly put this on here to see if we can make any jokes, and I think we accomplished that. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if know. this is going to make TV or not either. By the way, guys, I don't know if this is just going to happen uh, like in a dark segment. But Shawn Michaels says official. That's good enough for me. It's got to happen on TV. Come on. You can't keep abs away from us. I mean, come on. I mean, I mean, I get it. Yes, I'm more of a pectoral guy. But, I mean, right. come on. You Give know. me the, you know, a little bit of both, right? I mean, come on. Make us make us think about, you know, the old playgirl, Shawn Michaels versus Johnny Gargano and his, you know. Well, I, I'll stop there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna see if you can dig yourself out of that hole. That's what I, I was, was waiting thinking, for. <laughs> yeah, I started thinking this is getting a little creepy. Um, <laughs> as if I need to get creepier. Um, so. <laughs> uh, so we'll move on. We'll talk about Ricochet. How about that? That that sounds really good. Uh, just let everybody know Ricochet is not going to be taking any bookings past January. So that makes us, you know, think a little bit more closer to that WB uh, booking. Uh, I mean, I, it's almost like it's a clear-cut picture, even though we were afraid to say that, Paul. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's not officially reported anywhere that I found. Uh, people are already talking Royal Rumble for this guy. His Lucha contract is, uh, supposedly expires on January 16th. That would give him plenty of time to... Uh, if the deal's not official, make the deal and then maybe show up in that match, possibly. So, who knows? Uh, last time that happened for WWE, they kind of got a megastar in AJ. So, <laughs> do they yeah. want to go to that well again? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, to me, it's really important for, I think, you know, a lot of these fans who don't know who Ricochet is to, to get a chance to see a guy like that on a big platform. Mm-hmm. And, you know, AJ, you're right. AJ was a huge deal. And not only that, the crowd popped so big for AJ when his music hit and they saw him come out. And, you know, there were rumors going around, but they had not officially said, if I remember right, that AJ was there. I think he was a huge surprise. Uh, And I think they're going to do the same with Ricochet. Even though the internet will still kind of know, I think it'll still be a huge surprise for a lot of people. And I'm super stoked for that. I, I, I really hope it is Royal Rumble when it happens. Uh, they could wait, of course, you know, keep him slow burn and get him on, you know, WrestleMania or post-WrestleMania. But I think Royal Rumble is the best time to do it. It worked with AJ. I think it could definitely work with him. And I think people are going to love this guy. I really, really do. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard not to once you see him do what he can in the ring. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what, what are you assuming? You know, no mask or mask? How do you think they're going to approach him? You know, I don't even know if they're going to let him keep his name or not, you know. Uh, don't get me wrong, WWE does love him, just single-name guys. But, you know, is is he even going to, like, Royal Rumble's just a pipe dream, I think. If, this isn't saying he won't end up in NXT first, um, just because he does have a more independent-minded moveset, I think, when it comes to what WWE will allow and won't allow. And it's not to say that AJ didn't, but he was certainly older, you know, by the time he got there. He'd been around slowing down or, or changing pace for him, I don't think it was ever going to be a problem like it might be for, for Ricochet. And that's that's also not supposing that they want him for 205 Live, which I know he's vehemently said he won't sign with them if that's what it was. So 
who knows? And maybe they've learned their lesson with Neville. I think, yeah, I was about to say, I think they could have learned their lesson. And I think coming into this, there will be a clause in his contract that says you can't keep him at 205. Mm-hmm. I really do. I have a, a really strong feeling that's going to be the case because Ricochet can make lots of money on the indies. It does not have to really worry about joining up with WWE to make good money. Mm-hmm. But saying that, I think WWE wants a guy like this. I think they see the writing on the wall of how much money they can make with him. They just got to be able to make those compensations to that contract, you know? Right. So I, I don't know. I, I I have a gut feeling, though, that, you know, if this does happen, I think they're going to make it a very, very big deal. Because, hey, you know, WWE is not stupid. They're yeah. really not. I, I know as much as we kind of look at some of their decisions as wonky and kind of silly. Sometimes those decisions actually work out better in their way. And I think, man, I I was an idiot. And (laughs) then other times, like I was right, you know, so you just don't know. But if, from my point of view, I know NXT would do him a lot of good, but I think that big name that he has on the indie circuit on the internet, it it means so much to, for people to see him hop in and just go straight to the main roster where he can start doing things. And I think that makes the internet chatter more and more about WWE than it does about what new Japan, you know, ring of honor, any of the places he could go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that might be the chief reason why they're signing him too. It's just get him away, get that big name away from the independent scene who I would argue might be their biggest competition right now. <laughs> uh, it really is. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of weird to say that Paul, but you're very, very right. The internet is its own TV network mm-hmm. and uh, it's caused this, you know, issue between WB and a lot of these other guys on the indie circuit where they're competing with them more than they are anybody over there at impact. And, you know, ring of honor is kind of staying in the same place that it, it just has been. Yeah. So as much as I love Ring of Honor, it's just it's kind of staying in one spot. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, so you know, let's look forward to Ricochet. I'm really excited about you know when he decides to you know do whatever he's doing over there, and WWE decides what they want to do with him. Uh, let's talk about something else that's interesting before we move on uh, and pass quick hits. Let's talk a little bit about Matt Riddle and Jeff Cobb. Now, both these guys are supposed to be joining up and moving uh, into the uh, World Tag League uh, that New Japan holds. But that may not be apparent, Paul. Can you tell us a little bit what's going on here? Yeah, so uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, some shaky reports were coming out that it was all but a done deal that Matt Riddle, Jeff Cobb, the Chosen Bros were 100% a done deal for World Tag League for New Japan in December, and uh, I'm glad I didn't necessarily trust the source, whereas I I trust this one more, because this just makes sense. Uh, Jeff Cobb still looks to be heading that way for World Tag League. Matt Riddle, however, supposedly that deal has fallen through because New Japan's parent company, Bushi Road, uh, has learned about his drug test failures for marijuana in the UFC, and as we saw with Matt Seidel, that just does not fly over in Japan. So he he's no longer going to be participating. So if you had dreams of Chosen Bros in New Japan, half of that a dream is still alive. The other half, sadly, has fallen to the wayside. Yeah, that, that's a huge bummer. 
Mm-hmm. It, it really is because those two guys together were really added to that tag league. And man, I just you, you hate to hear this, but I, I get it. Really, I, I understand New Japan, and you know, of course, you know the the country itself of Japan. They really take this serious. And you're right, Evan Bourne found himself in this situation. My side L, right? Mm-hmm. Found himself in jail. Yeah, <laughs> over there, over this, and they don't play. They you know they love wrestling, and they they have a really high respect for those guys, but. When you're talking about drugs, they don't play, mm-hmm. and I, I I totally get this. But you know these guys, you know, have to understand that that you know what you do before you get into a company or wherever you go, it's going to follow you. And you know we've seen this in sports and in, in all mm-hmm. very many many uh, categories. You know whether it be NFL, college football, even with guys getting in trouble in high school, things like that. I mean you just see this, you know, and I feel bad for him. I really do. I think Matt Riddle's a really, uh, you know, a great contender, really great competitor, but just, you know, has kind of had to pay the price for his past mistakes. And mm-hmm. so he's doing it now. So let's just hope the best for them and let's see what for Jeff Cobb. What's what's next and then maybe a new tag partner or what? That is the rumors, apparently a new tag partner. I, w- I don't know if Elgin's going to be tagging up with Tanahashi again this year or not because that's the usual tag team for those guys, but um, I mean, Elgin and Cobb would just be a wonderful team that I'd I'd be down to see for sure. Oh yeah, uh, you're. I mean, how could you go wrong with Elgin for sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right there with you. So, well, there you go, folks. That is our quick hits for this week. I uh, hope you enjoyed them. Uh, we'll have definitely some more big quick hits, uh, you know, next week. But now we are going to move on. We are going to be jumping into some Ring of Honor. I know it's weird, right? On on the Friday show, we're talking Ring of Honor. Well. We get a chance to do it on uh, Tuesday, so we're going to do it now. So here we go. All right, sorry about that, guys. My mouse decided to not want to to move when I told it to. So, uh, <laughs> gosh darn mouse, you yeah. learn its lesson. <laughs> Been listening to my internet too much, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I think there you go. <laughs> uh, so, Ring of Honor opens this week with the villain Marty Scroll taking on Jay White, and uh, th- this is pretty darn good, if you ask me. You get about ten minutes or so. Uh, Marty ends up pulling out uh, all the stops, basically, because Jay White seems to go move for move for him. Uh, hits him with a little blow while the referee is looking away. Small package. One, two, three. Marty Scroll is your winner. Yeah, you're right. This is a really well-done match, and how could you not honestly just say that when you read it on paper? Mm-hmm. I mean, you expect the, what they gave you, and they really did do a solid job here. Uh, I thought it was a great way to get the crowd pumped up for this show. It was so much fun. And, uh, you know, in the end, I think it worked out the best way for our, you know, us to still look at Marty Scroll as a cheater and does all those kind of things because, you know, you had Jay Wyatt coming out and looking like he could win this, and mm-hmm. he probably could have. But I think it was just a very evenly done matchup i I appreciated it and there you go i mean uh, the villain continues to do his stuff and you know jay white still looking great as ever i'm really really happy what they're doing here how long is his excursion i mean does he could stick around for a while so there's there's some rumors going around that he might end up back in new japan for the tag league this year as well um it's not definite or anything like that but maybe him and uh, juice robinson pairing has been batted around Although I think him and David Finley would make for the better team, uh, you know it, it's 
it's unknown still at this point. So, okay. Well, I just I was wondering how long we have before we lose these great matches. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a great point. <laughs> I mean, because I'm I'm game every time they give me these kind of matches. I I'm loving it, mm-hmm. and so this is once again a, a great way to start the show. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we then didn't get into some uh, dueling promo stuff. The addiction get some time to to basically restate everything. They they hate ROH. They talked down Kushida. They talked down Jay Lethal for all the uh, interactions they had last week on ROH TV. And then it flips over to Jay Lethal after commercial break to basically rebuttal. He's still angry at the addiction for costing him his shot at being the champion once again back at the Honor Rumble. But how, more importantly, he's sick and tired of people jumping on Ring of Honor. So he's going to step up and defend it and make sure that nobody disrespects the company again. Uh, you know, this is fine. Yeah. Um you know, I really expected a lot more out of this whole feud. Mm-hmm. I really did. And all of a sudden, that little spark has definitely dwindled into a candle. <laughs> just slowly just sitting there on the counter looking at it, but not really all that just enthused, right? Mm-hmm. I expected, you know, a really hot burning fire from this because I really loved the idea that the addiction were jerks. They were ruining things for Ring of Honor, and I expected I, – I, maybe I'm just expecting too much, but I expected really uh, something that had a lot more heat to it. And this just does not – it seems like it has definitely kind of gone down. And I, I think the promos and things are okay. Um, can't say that I'm overly joyful over them, mm-hmm. but it, it is what it is. I think the match, whenever they have the match, will be really fun just because the addiction is great. Jay Lethal's great. And, and Koshida's, you know, Koshida, he's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting, though. To defend Ring of Honor, you have Koshida, who's not even a Ring of Honor talent. Not, yeah, a mainstay for sure. Uh, I think your candle analogy is pretty spot on here. It's, and I'm going to go a scented candle, too, because it smells good. It just doesn't look all that impressive. And maybe that's just because of where it is right now. Honestly, this hasn't been going very long, and they've taken this a lot of different ways, right? The addiction's now gotten on Jay Lethal's bad side since the feud with Silas is over. And there's still the heat burning over the tag team title match back at uh, Death Before Dishonor, where they cost essentially cost the Young Bucks the match against the Motor City Machine Guns, and essentially seems to be setting up for another ladder war uh, once again at final battle to see if they can recapture the magic. And it, it's basically just a waiting game. So I, I think there's good stuff to come. It's just this stuff wasn't particularly inspired. This is just getting through another week kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, that's fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you know, you really need to start working on getting this thing going if you want people to continue to latch on and hold on to those bigger things coming our way. Right. I mean, yeah. at least give us at least give us those peaks and we'll take the valleys here and there, but give us some more peaks. Come mm-hmm. on. Yeah, I think a, a, a nice a nice hot angle going into all this would would be great. But Ring of Honor always seems to prefer the slow burn unless it's going to be a short feud. Uh, if regular to long stuff is usually they like to tease it out some. So, yeah. Uh, after all that, we get the, the dogs, which of course is, uh, Will Ferrara and, uh, Rhett Titus, uh, teaming up to take on the Tempura boys who are obviously now, uh, much evolved into Rapogni 3k and look way different than what you're seeing on television now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, they, uh, the dogs end up getting the win here in a pretty competitive match. 
Uh, their finisher is called Who Let the Dogs Out, Gary, uh, which made me just cringe and hate them more. <laughs> oh, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I really don't, you know. Uh, the dogs are fine. I, you know, they need to win these matches. Uh, mm-hmm. They really do. And, you know, they're doing their thing, and it all has worked out for what it needs to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think this is a, you know, fine little bout here. Uh, they get the job done. Nothing overly crazy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they, they've. Uh, the one thing I will say is the Tempora boys really, to me, are impressing me. Mm-hmm. They've really come a long way from when I first saw them. And uh, I think, you know, they, they've grown at being here at Ring of Honor. I really, really feel that way. And I, I was on their side the entire way, just loving it, enjoyed them. Uh, I've had, you know, a lot of fun room for those guys. They didn't win, but still I had a lot of fun room for them. So I got to give them that kind of credit. Yeah. I mean, so far since they've shown up again in new Japan post excursion, they've looked phenomenal. So uh, clearly their time in, in ring of honor did a lot of good for them. Uh, even though I'm sure a lot of the, the stuff was already there. These guys have been looking great since they were young lines in new Japan coming out of the dojo. So, Mm -hmm. Uh, Bullet Club gets some promo time to basically just be silly Bullet Club. Uh, <laughs> they make a, Adam Page makes a dick joke about how big it is, but they don't let him finish it, and they just laugh maniacally for about 20 seconds. They, it's a little uncomfortable, I think, at the end. Yeah, uh, you know, it's kind of funny, as I was sitting here watching Ring of Honor, my wife is on her phone, you know, on the couch, and <laughs> I was just waiting for her just to go, this is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't, you know, she just kind of continued looking at her phone. But um, I was like, good God, how long is this laugh going to last? They go to commercial break, come back commercial break. They're still laughing. They're still laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that did make me kind of think it's hilarious. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's the Bullet Club, right? These are the kind of things they kind of get away with and kind of do. Nothing over the top. It was just, you know, something kind of fun. Yeah, it's just fun times with Bullet Club. That uh, I mean, we're only like 30 minutes into runtime on the show, so with half of it left, they start up the number one contendership four-way survival match between Shane Taylor, Punishman Martinez, Chuck Taylor, or Chucky T as he's called in Ring of Honor, Mark Briscoe, uh, for the Ring of Honor title, or TV title, Jesus, excuse me. Uh, you have Caprice Coleman on commentary to reveal he's going to have Kenny King on the pulpit next week, and... This was just a really fun match. Uh, Shane Taylor has looked incredibly impressive in all the single outings here in Ring of Honor so far. We already know where the other three guys are basically at this point. Uh, Punishment does a step-up somersault plancha. The dude's 6'7", doing stuff that ACH used to do, Gary. Like, this is crazy impressive to me. This is why I love him. Yeah. This is exactly, oh my God. I mean, this guy is just too much. Um, but that's, that's what, you know, needs to happen. They need to have these kind of guys. And I, I really, really love what Punishment Martinez is doing. I'm right there. Shane Taylor. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, he's just phenomenal. really, man, working his butt off over here at Ring of Honor. So I, I love what we got here. I think everybody involved did an excellent job. I love those interactions, though, between Shane Taylor and Punisher Martinez. Mm-hmm. Oh, they felt at times, you know, they kind of teased it and they kind of went away from it. Then they got to do it again. And oh, boy, it was just a blast to watch. And I, I, you know, I really will have to say that I enjoyed it. I really, really did. I think they did a great job here. And. Um, you know, Mark Briscoe being, you know, uh, and the other big guy involved in this match, you know, he did what he had to do and he, you know, earned his victory, even though, you know, really at the end of the day, 
I, I didn't really find him to be really the highlight of this match. Yeah, I, I think he was definitely in the background, and this very much did feel like focusing on the other three guys to make sure they looked strong, especially coming down the stretch. Yeah, Shane Taylor uh, hit that big right hand that basically knocks people out. Uh, he hits it on punishment uh, uh, while he's on the top rope, and he basically you know falls. He, he's draped across the top rope, which is going to come to play later. Chuck A.T. then absolutely... Kill Shane Taylor with a short pal driver that made me super nervous uh, that Shane might may or may not be dead. And then Mark Briscoe comes off the, the top rope, uh, standing off of Punishment Martinez's back to hit the froggy bow on the uh, now-downed uh, Chucky e. T to get the victory. Uh, so he's, he's your number one contender going forward. However, we do know he has an elbow injury. Uh, eight to ten weeks is still the reported time, so... Whenever this title match is going to happen, it's sort of up in the air. And we'll have to see going into Ring of Honor t- TV in the future, because they had to rewrite the, the tapings they just did recently out at Philly about how this is going to affect it. But post-match, you have Jay Briscoe come out, yell at Mark, wondering if he's still a Briscoe or not, if he's really focused on chasing singles glory uh, instead of running with him now. So more teases here between Jay and Mark, and this won't be the first time that they've split them. But this might be the most interesting time to do it, especially with all the drama circling around Bully Ray. I agree with you 100%. Because, mm-hmm. you know, once that was, you know, kind of come into to, to play, I started thinking to myself, oh, I see the storyline here, you know, because we had, you know, Jay come out and really kind of talk to Bully and say, you know, I'm behind you and I support you. And Mark is nowhere to be found. Mm-hmm. And Mark really never explained himself. I don't believe. I don't remember the explanation for what he did. So, oh, it, other way around. Jay's the one who hurt Bully. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Jay. I'm I'm going crazy here. Uh, but anyway, it, it's it's just really interesting uh, <laughs> the way this is all kind of shaken out and, and the way things have kind of came into play. So I think the storyline to me it has a lot of legs. I really, really do, and I think it's gonna, they're going to do a good job with it because, you know, like you said, they've done this before. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think they've done two split storylines with the Briscoes for one at the very beginning of Ring of Honor and one somewhere in between that led to Jay's initial singles run, if I remember correctly. But uh, that's Ring of Honor TV for this week, Gary. Uh, hopefully we get some good stuff next. It is a little sparse, but the wrestling action was definitely top notch. Oh, definitely. I agree with you. And, you know, it wasn't too talky, even though they did have a little bit of it here and there. Uh, they actually had quite a bit of wrestling action. So great episode. And, you know, hope looking forward to a new, uh, really good one this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, we are going to talk some impact. So let's just jump into this, uh, especially since, you know, we, we don't even need a theme for this because it's kind of funny. We, we don't even know what they call themselves, really. So, yeah. Impact is what we call them. <laughs> uh, I don't know if their TV even knows what they are anymore, because they're showing stuff from Mexico, they're showing stuff from Japan, they're showing stuff from Canada, uh, just sort of everywhere, uh, and stuff like filmed at home is, is kind of sparse, uh, sparse here. So, um, we get some highlights of Lashley and American Top Team arriving along with Moose and St- Stephen Bonner, excuse me. Uh, since they have announced that they're going to have their big match at Bound for Glory now. And then we go over to the crash in Mexico to see the uh, tag team match between James Storm and EC3 taking on El Hilo de Fantasma and Tejano. Uh, This was very confusing, Gary, because Team AAA can now no longer seem to work together in this instance of the feud, and James Storm and EC3 are having problems. 
And if nobody can work together, what's the point of feuding promotions? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I... Okay, so it's almost like saying, hey, you guys are screwed up, so are we! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a fight! Let's see who can ha- go into the dissension first. Uh, last time it was Team uh, Impact that went into dissension, and now you have you know Team AAA going into dissension, causing you know the other to win. So mm-hmm. you know you have EC3 and James Storm standing victorious in the middle of this AAA ring. Uh, you know, it's it's also kind of funny. You notice that they're doing that theme of if, if they have one of the other companies, you know, guys in the ring to always win in the other guy's home field, home home temp, you know. Well, this one was a little bit. This one took place in the crash. Um, this one in Triple Oh, it's so. right. It was in crash, wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, but it I mean, you're weird. right. I mean, uh, it's still weird. Yeah, they're they're definitely playing the away game here as James Storm and EC3 as far as countries go, and they they end up getting the win. I just i I wasn't overly invested before. I don't know if this did anything to really further that for me. I, I, I you know, I'm surprised you'd be invested at all with James Storm involved in the picture. Uh. <laughs> well, you, you do have my close personal friend EC3 in there, and uh, who, who, yeah, who, who Impact hates now. Yes, yeah, it's uh, it's a, it's the subject of many of our phone calls since he's traveling all over the world now. Worldwide superstar EC3. Worldwide superstar with a great vocal ability that does not get to use be That's used true. anymore. <laughs> um, I sorry, it just frustrates me. It really does. It bothers me week in and week out when I see EC three wasting his time. I, I maybe I'm wrong, Paul, but I, I just look at him and I say to myself, "You're so talented. You have so much to offer. You are doing great." And now, now that Dixie's gone, you are not anything. I mean, that's basically what it feels right like. Um, I mean, you could. He does have the secondary championship, I believe. Still, I think he's still the Impact champion. Um, as oh, far that as terrible, well. that terrible. Uh, what do you call that? The uh, oh, I don't even know what, the, what that secondary title is called. The Grand Championship title. Yeah, the, the Grand Championship. Thank you. Oh. Uh, it's still a thing, even though I know you wish it wasn't. <laughs> Dear God, just give him the purple Jeff Hardy head belt and. Then- <laughs> That's better. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. Let's uh, <laughs> let's move on. This like it did nothing for the feud at all. I don't think for anybody. It sucked. Yeah, this is not good. Uh, Eli Drake is backstage on his phone. Uh, Dutch Mantel comes in and meets with him, and he's uh, he's mad at him because he missed a media appearance. And uh, Drake doesn't really care. He he says, "Just put my face on posters everywhere." That'll take care of all your problems. That'll take care of everything, Dutch. Uh, Dutch leaves and then goes to bitch to Scott Demore about Eli Drake. Jim Cornette shows up and is like, Dutch, you're, you're right. Uh, you know, he's kind of a dick, and Scott Demore just gets pissed and storms off. I actually kind of really like this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be honest with you. I think Eli Drake is just wonderful on the mic. I think he has a lot to offer. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like Eli in the ring. Uh, kind of like they, they, you know, you hear about the Miz, right? But I think he's got something on the mic for sure. And I think he, he's a decent talent in the ring, too. I think he's improved. Um, so saying all that, I really like this backstage stuff. He, he's basically saying, look, I'm the champion. I get to decide what I get to do. You guys mm-hmm. You know, you're not promoting me enough. You, my face isn't everywhere. You know, you guys, you know, don't respect me, so I'm not going to respect you. I, I really like that approach, and not that I'm saying that I, I you know, I, I like that kind of, 
you know, stuff taking place with the champion because I get it. That's a bad guy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely appreciate it. I kind of like the showing that the uh, you know the already figures are all pissed off too about it. I, I I dig it. So that was one thing that I really enjoyed on this show for sure. I kind of like the angle here, uh, as you were saying. Eli Drake basically seems to be. Uh, somebody who the company was shaky on getting behind, and this episode is basically all about Eli for the most part. Uh, as far as you know, when you stay inside the Impact Zone, not when you really go outside the country for all these other matches. But yeah, Eli, we're gonna see this keep going on throughout the night. That you know, he's just he's too busy to do anything other than talk on the phone, Gary. Uh, <laughs> he's well, not you know? he's not interested in doing all the Impact promotional stuff because. I mean, he feels like he's bigger than the company, I think, at times. They're just not doing enough for him. And that's the bloated runaway asshole heel thing uh, is something we got to see EC3 do very well. And Eli's kind of doing his own spin on it. And I kind of, I'm not saying I'm completely on board with him yet as I continue to sort of be on that rocky boat of I like him this week, I hate him the next week. But I, I thought he did good work this week, honestly. I really enjoyed it. I really, really did. And, you know, you're never going to have another rock. Mm-hmm. I really don't think you're ever. It, it's going to take someone super special to be the rock. But I'll say this. The reason I want to kind of compare him to the rock is he, he, that arrogance. Mm-hmm. He brings that, 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 that just that, that, that rhythm to his promos that I think mm-hmm. The Rock kind of had, too, of, it, you know, if you close your eyes and you listen to him talk and the way he kind of brings things out, it's like, oh, you know, that's kind of how The Rock used to talk to people, you know, kind of like, you know, come back when you have something that's worth my time, you know, you guys are always wasting my time. Let me tell you about the match really quickly here in four words, and then, all right, get out of here, jabroni, kind of yeah. thing, right? And that's kind of what he does to, I think it's Holly, I think it, the, the interviewer name is, I can't remember. Mackenzie uh, Mitchell. Was it McKenzie? Okay. Yeah. yeah, she does an interview with him, and, and he basically just kind of quickly just blows her off after he kind of gives a quick synopsis of the match. And I, I just think he does such a wonderful job. And, and here's the other thing. You know, the, he is busy. They need to leave him alone. He's on the phone. You know, you, it's hard to replace Aaron Rodgers, you know, on your fantasy team. You know, <laughs> you got to find that replacement. I mean, it's difficult, guys. I mean, come on. And, you know, maybe he was trying to find Baltimore's defense. He'd been the smartest guy playing Baltimore's defense on that Thursday night game. Maybe that's what he was doing. Come on. Ain't that the truth, man? I, I picked them up for one of my leagues, and I am not regretting it so far. I, Got 33 points. Very happy with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, enough fantasy football talk, though. It's time to go to Border City Wrestling up in Canada. We get some clips of OVE taking on Phil Atlas and Brent Banks. Uh, this is not a strong four minutes of work. Oh, it's more OVE doing what they usually do. And honestly, I mean, Atlas and Banks kind of had some cooler stuff going on for him than OVE did. <laughs> It's funny you say that because I kind of thought to myself, "Who are they trying to promote here?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Border City, your guys are looking pretty darn good over here, huh? Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think it, it worked out the way they kind of do work out, right? Where mm-hmm. you know, despite all the odds and despite the other tag team looking a little bit more, uh, you know, athletic or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. Uh, it, it worked on the way of OVE, and that's that's okay. They're the tag champs, and they come out looking good, even though you know maybe they weren't the best in the ring at that night. Yeah, it's true. It's true. 
Uh, we get some more clips for the Moose and Bonner Lashley American Top Team feud, which we're going to talk a lot more about later. Uh, and then we get to go to Pro Wrestling Noah to get some clips of a match that I would really recommend you people go try to go seek out in full as the GHC uh, champion Eddie Edwards takes on now Michimara Fuji. Uh, this, it's from October 1st, uh, and uh, I, I still need to finish watching this uh, show, but I've heard nothing but absolutely stupendous things. Uh, match of the year candidate is what people are calling it, and uh, it's you know it's kind of hard to blame them. But the, I think the stuff they give you here is nice, and you get to see Edwards get that uh, you know the clean win over basically Noah's top guy. Still, I would say. Yeah, and you're right. And this match was good. Now, uh, you know, Impact really is not fair in this for the fact that they don't give you the entire match. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll you'll see cutoff parts. So they kind of took away part of it to make I'm sure the time that they needed to make here on this episode of Impact. So, yeah, I think if we you can find this match in full, uh, I think that's when you can start talking contender of the year and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Uh, but anyway, from what I saw, very well done. Um, you know, it's it's kind of funny though. I had that moment of feeling like I was Jim Ross. I'm sitting there <laughs> saying, "My God, are they going to sell anything?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Merritt Food, you mean? It looked like he just totally just knocked uh, Eddie Edwards' nose off his face with that kick, mm-hmm. and just like, oh, but hey, guess what? I have a clothesline for you, Merritt Fuji. And I was like, if anybody ever kicked me in the face like that, I guarantee you I wouldn't be talking for two weeks. So, <laughs> um, just start the count, ref. I ain't getting up. <laughs> yeah, just go ahead. I'm done for the night. You can have my title. There you go. Uh, so nonetheless, though, I mean, I know that's an old school way of looking at it. This is also in Japan, so you got to take all those things in consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it was just kind of funny to me. I thought it was very well done. Uh, really happy with this match. Yeah, uh, like I said, I need to go back in and, and watch this in full. But people, people are giving it four and a half uh, on the old star rating there. If if your people are curious, most of the places, at least that I've seen too. Uh, so, you know, go check it out. Expand your minds and stuff. You know, uh, OVE meets and and talks about their issues with LAX, and they tease bringing in a member of their family. Uh, you have a mystery dude show up and gives the thumbs down. And, I, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious at this point that it's Sammy Callahan. This has been rumored for a pretty long time, as far as Impact has gone, about bringing him in since, oh, God, I think the middle of this year is when the rumors started. So, uh, looking forward to seeing what Sammy can do in this company. Uh, then we move to that uh, promo that me and Gary were talking about earlier with Eli Drake and Mackenzie Mitchell. And then, for some reason, we need to see Laurel Van Ness double-fisting champagne bottles in the crowd before we cut back to Border City Wrestling to see Petey Williams and a four-way with Tarek, Idris Abraham, and Kiyomiya. Uh, th- this is a quick five minutes, but Petey does look pretty darn good in this. I, I kind of felt like that was the whole point of the match. Yeah. I think they were just like, hey, Petey, you get to look good tonight. It's like, <laughs> I'm down with that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so good job for Petey. Uh, I think more interestingly, uh, you know, this whole thing with Laurel Vaness. I, I, I don't know. I don't know, Paul. I, I, I want to get behind the character, find out what they're going to do, but I, I just don't know. Uh, 
Um, I wish more importantly that she would offer that kid the champagne and they would have let the kid drink it. <laughs> what a what a great message that would have sent to, to the is... people watching on Pop TV. <laughs> well, yeah, I just want to see that kind of heat. I, I think the kind of heat that she'd get from that people on Twitter, how dare you? I mean, come on, then people would be watching Impact for sure, like to see this happen again. <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, think about it, Impact, you know, one time, take the heat, and then you'll get lots of viewers. It's, Just, it's an option, I guess. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's it's there for you. Just just try. I'm just saying. What, can, what do you got to lose? So, uh, steering away from advocating children drink <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> hey, this is a global show. I mean, in Italy, they're drinking it like at nine, so... Uh, <laughs> Eli Drake teams up with Chris Adonis to take on Johnny Impact and Garza Jr. And this is, of course, is all fallout from Impact and Garza's match last week, where or, or two weeks ago, I can't remember, where Impact got the win. Uh, Garza Jr.'s made the save for him in his attacks uh, that Eli Drake and Chris Adonis have inflicted on him. And, you know, M- Impact and Garza end up coming out with a victory here as uh, Adonis accidentally... Uh, knocks Drake off the apron. Uh, Impact rolls him up again, and that's that's how all she wrote. The the match I expected. That, that's all I want to say about this <laughs> one. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that they did a fine job. That you know, all these guys, you know, put in the effort. I think they did a decent job of it. Uh, but nothing over the top for me. Uh, didn't really, you know, say, oh man, imp-, you know, just one of Johnny's impacts better matches or anything. No, I think they just kind of gave you the normal tag match, gave you all those great moments where, you know, you want to root for Johnny Impact, you want to root for Garza, and they made you feel happy about all that and the way they won. So mm-hmm. good stuff, you know, from that point of view, but nothing out of the ordinary. Yeah, I think this was a lot of the usual too, but I, the work is still pretty darn good. Uh, it gets a little boring down the stretch because I think you see the finish coming pretty quickly, but. It's it's fine, you know. I mean, I I I didn't have any complaints at the end. I'll say that much. Yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying it's you know kind of kind of what you expected. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they then reveal to you that Alberto El Patron is returning at Bound for Glory. Gary, everybody is excited. I'm sure. Why they are. <laughs> Uh, that's that's fine. Then well, let's see what happens. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just I, I I don't know. I've never been a big you know Patron fan. He's okay. I, I don't bo- doesn't bother me that you know he's coming. It's just I, I've never been big on what he has to offer. You know, he had me when he first came out the gate in WWE, and his return to Lucha Underground and his work in Ring of Honor were both super good. The the first time uh, right after he left WWE too. So. Since he's gotten an impact, though, I they very much catered to him, and I uh, it it didn't really f- work out all that well, if you ask me. <laughs> More yeah, than I, good. I'm surprised they didn't come out and say, "Oh, do you need some water?" And, and while this match is going on, do you need something else? You know, <laughs> no mumps here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Uh, yeah, Patron spreading other things, not mine. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's go to the crash out in Mexico, Gary. Let's talk about this Trevor Lee versus Ultimo Ninja, uh, who is Garza Junior's brother, and uh, th- this is maybe six seven minutes. This is not really much of anything. It's another chance to show off one of their guys looking strong in a different co- country and a different promotion. As Trevor Lee gets the win with the double foot stomp. 
Ultimate Ninja is kind of fun to watch, though. Yeah, I, I, I did not mind him at all. Like, the work here is great. It's just nobody in that crowd cared at all about this match. Oh, no. You're completely right about that. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I get it. Maybe they're just not down with Trevor Lee. Uh, mm-hmm. They don't know much about him, maybe, or they just don't care. Um, that, that, you know, that, that happens sometimes. That's the, that's the downfall of going to different countries. And, you know, their guy versus this other foreign guy that they just don't know a lot about. It kind of affects things sometimes. But I think Trevor really did fine. You know, it, it, it is what it is. I don't dislike the match. Um, but, you know, it is yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it is what it is. <laughs> I will exactly say right. this, though. I, uh, I really enjoyed the, the video package that they had for Trevor Lee here. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just uh, really fun. Now, they've done this kind of before, you know, where the guy's like, I'm not on the poster. Where am I supposed to be going? But I love it. He's going around, and he's talking about, you know, who am I supposed to face? He's like, where's the promoter? And someone says, oh, Nacho. Nacho pointed to Nacho and goes, oh, Nacho Libre? I like that movie. It's a- <laughs> 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 so I'll have to give it to him. Uh, Trevor did a great job with the comedy. I-, I really thought it was funny. So props to them. <laughs> We get some uh, more clips for Global Forged, which is, I, I don't know if we want to keep ragging on how bad this is, Gary, but it, it's here. God. But, yeah, I don't know if we should brag on it anymore. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's just say we don't like it, okay? It, it, it happened, guys. It's a thing. We'll just move on. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Clips of King Mo talking bad stuff about Moose breaking into the gym, etiquettes, and all this stuff that I, I didn't really care about. Uh, and then you have Moose take on Lashley one-on-one. Uh, you got all the usual suspects at ringside, Dan Lambert, American Top Team, and Stefan Bonner. 12 minutes or so, this ends up ending in a D- DQ as Dan Lambert runs in and attacks Moose as uh, it looks like he's about to put Lashley away. This leads to a huge brawl as Bonner jumps in to make the save, and then the rest of America top team jumps in, swarms him. Moose comes back into the ring with a chair to make the save, and then power bombs a dude over the top rope uh, to the floor on all of the guys waiting to catch him, and uh, then reveals that at Bound for Glory, the tag match is going to be inside six sides of steel. Huh. All right. I mean, <laughs> I have zero interest in what's happening here. Yeah, I think me and you were in agreement on that. Mm-hmm. Um, just it, it, it. Here's the thing, and I know what they're getting at here. And I think that they're hoping to grab onto the MMA fans, the UFC fans, people that you know watch that product, and maybe they popped over to Pop TV and. Oh wow! Look over here. I, I see this guy I know from MMA, and uh, there's a guy named King Mo that I don't really know anything about, but mm-hmm. apparently he's a deal. Uh, overall, I just don't really find this all that appealing. I, now, I will say that they added the stipulation at the end that this is six sides of steel. I think that works for the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it does bring something to the match that they didn't have before. So I'm okay with that. I think I'm down. But besides that, I'm right there with you. I just have never really found this feud all that appealing. The wrestling versus MMA. It just, to me, it, I'm not going to say it just exposes anything, but in a way, it just does not fit well with me. It doesn't really sit well, fit well, whatever you want to say. I just don't have that great feeling about it. Yeah, I... I'll give you the the six sides of steel makes sense, and I don't want to take away from this match too. I think Moose and Lashley had a really hard minute 
hard hitting 10 minutes of action here uh, that sort of lets you, uh, you know, get a nice taste of what you're going to get at the pay per view. But just all the extracurriculars and the story they're trying to tell here, I would have much rather this been about Moose and Lashley try to prove who's the bigger badass in the company because uh, they both have been booked super strong. Instead, you get this tacked on MMA stuff, and uh, while I'm kind of interested in seeing Stefan Bonner wrestle because I, I enjoyed his MMA work. There's nothing else about this feud that's drawing me in, that's making me care. And I'm sure that's not what you want here, especially if the plan, which from the looks of it, is to put Moose over here. Um, I just, it's not doing anything. I don't know if it's helping Moose or hurting him at this point. I, I'm right there with you. I think if you just let those two guys do their thing, you know, just throw in, you could have thrown in a few of the MMA things and have some of those guys, but not all the time have America's top team over there, you know, fighting all the time, beating mm-hmm. up everybody. You know, it just doesn't work. I think now if you would have had an angle where, you know, the Impact roster would have came out and cleared house, that way they've just been about Moose and Lashley, I, I think that works. Uh, but otherwise, I just wish they would have left all those other guys at home. Save the money on the plane ticket. Just yeah. let those other guys stay at, you know, wherever they need to stay. And, and I'm okay with that. But, yeah, it is what it is. I mean, I, I really wish that they would have really done that focus. I agree with you. And this is probably about Moose, you know, being that next big thing for uh, Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll just have to wait to see, though. We got next week's Impact, and then we got Bound for Glory. So I guess we'll preview this show next week. Well, yeah, there you go. So it's coming fast. I'm, You know, as much as sometimes I make fun, as much as, you know, I, I give Impact a hard time on some of these things, I really am kind of looking forward to Bound for Glory, to be honest with you. I think there's some things here that could be fun. I'm looking forward to pieces of the show. I don't know if I'm looking forward to watching the whole show in its entirety, but, I mean, Impact always surprises me. I go into a pay-per-view sort of dreading having to watch it, and then suddenly it's quite good, so we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, definitely, and you know, I, I think the one thing that I got to hear on Bound for Glory is Josh Matthews continually referencing WWE, oh. um, and, oh. and he does it again. I didn't mention it earlier on this show, but he he does mention them again and says, "Oh yeah, they copy things all the time." Like you know, watch Monday and Tuesday nights. So hey, there you go. <laughs> You're watching Impact, but you guys are doing something else. You need to be watching Monday and Tuesdays. Apparently, yeah. what are you watching yeah. our show for? Go back, watch it on demand. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I just it just boggles my mind. Anyway, we are going to do something even better than this. We are going to talk about crowning a superstar of the week. That's right. We'll do that right after this. Superstar of the week. Well, it froze up on me, so take it away, All right. Gary. <laughs> All right, well, that's okay because sometimes I freeze up too. Uh, well, superstar of the week, we'll start out by giving one point to Kurt Angle. Yeah, uh, Kurt Angle got to make his uh, very short notice return to pay-per-view and wrestling and WWE, all that, on uh, Sunday's TLC event, and that was pretty cool for him, and we had him in our intro talking about what a big moment it is, and it felt like a big deal, uh, him getting involved in all the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, so we gave him a point. Welcome back, Kurt. Definitely welcome back, and you know, I, I know I kind of teased because he looked like a dad wearing that shield outfit, <laughs> sure you did. know. <laughs> but you know, I, I had a girl in her; uh, uh, she may be in twenty, she may be like nineteen, making fun of me for being a dad. So I, I feel you, Kurt. I feel you. I got told to stop dad dancing the other day. 
Are you dressing uh, up in like prince outfits while your daughter's the princess? Like I, I don't uh, think uh, it's the same correlation. <laughs> it, well, I, I'm just saying, you know, I was doing a little, you know, you know, you listen to music, you kind of dance, you know, like, and she's like, "Stop doing a dad dance," and I'm like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> so I'm just saying, I, I kind of felt like that. But Kurt Angle is way cooler than me, way more ripped, so he can be called the dad whenever he's awesome. Yeah. Uh, not me. Uh, two <laughs> points are going to go to Finn Balor. Uh, the Finn earns these two points mostly for how he's booked on Sunday against AJ and that terrific match those two had on TLC. Unfortunately, not as high uh, as some of these other people we're going to talk about because on Monday they just fed him right back to Kane. So, 50-50 booking, that means two points. <sighs> I'm still a little depressed about that, but I will get over it. Yeah, uh, you can hear us rage about it over on the Raw Review Show if you guys haven't listened to that yet. Yeah, go do that because definitely you'll hear some frustration. For sure. <laughs> Three points are going to be headed over to Almas. Yeah, wonderful main event this week on NXT against Roderick Strong. Uh, Almas continuing his victorious surge towards possibly challenging for the NXT Championship uh, takeover. I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's going to be something that's, that's going to be one of the bigger parts of the show for sure. Yeah, I can't wait. Four points are going to go to AJ Styles. Yeah, I mean, what a what a week this guy's had. Fills in for Bray Wyatt on TLC, has that great match with Finn. Comes to Raw, absolutely crushes it in a six-man tag with the Shield against the Miz and the Bar. And then comes in and just wrecks uh, one of the Singh brothers on SmackDown. I mean, three nights in a row on TV, if that's not worth four points, I don't know what is. Yeah, and definitely for me, he's getting some of those points for you know getting on that plane for eighteen hours <laughs> to get back over to the states to to do all this. Yeah, what a what a what a warrior. Yeah, boy, I, mean, I just couldn't imagine how tired he was. So, yeah, AJ Styles, you're amazing. Four points, definitely well deserved. Mm-hmm. We got five points in our superstar of the week being crowned the Shield. Yeah, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins take home those five points. Uh, wonderful main event. Uh, maybe not as good as Finn and AJ, but still fun uh, in the TLC match at TLC. And then they come in and have that great six-man tag with AJ and crew uh, continuing to look awesome. And then, you know, they kind of get beat up a little bit by SmackDown at the end of Raw. But what a week those two had. Uh, definitely holding up the Shield banner strong while Roman is fighting the mumps. Oh, definitely. And uh, hopefully they keep clear of that disease. Hopefully the Shield can overcome <laughs> this, this disease. You know, Wouldn't it be so sad if those all those guys got sick and like the Shield wasn't very strong? You think as they were getting inoculated, they were thinking that this is justice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the hounds of justice. Yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm just so worried right now. I'm thinking how bad that could be. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, oh, congratulations to the Shield. I, I think that they're doing some great things and really looking forward to them being whole again. So, mm-hmm. um, And I'll even say this. You know, when the Raw was getting attacked, when I saw the Shield jumping out and attacking the SmackDown guys, that was the one group that I said, hey, at least they can get some damage when everybody else just took the beating. So. It's true. Really happy with that. All right. Well, guys, that is our show for tonight. We definitely appreciate you for joining us. This has been a total blast, but we have to move on and uh, get on with other things while you guys do the same. And so we appreciate you joining us. Make sure you go check out everything over there at W2Mnet.com. 
gives you not only our great content, but you can go also find like Wrestling Unwrapped uh, and all these other great wrestling shows that you don't want to miss. The Running Wild guys, they'll do a really great show. So many other ones. I'm going to stop naming names because I'm going to miss somebody. Uh, but go check out all those great shows over there at WTMNet.com. And don't forget to go hit that subscribe button when you come find us at Wrestling to the Max, wherever you get us, iHeartRadio or, you know, once again, YouTube, maybe listen to us on Spreaker, wherever you get us. Make sure you don't forget to go hit that subscribe button. And also rate and review while you're over there if you haven't already. That just gives us a little bit more exposure. Not only that, we get to hear all your great feedback. We appreciate that. And, you know, I also want to give a big props over to Formula1Mania.com and last one on ProWrestling.com. They're great supporters of our show. We appreciate everything that they do for us. Yeah, and we're really looking forward uh, to next week and everything that we have to offer. Lots of great shows coming your way, so be looking forward to that. But until then, for myself and for Paul Leeser, we will catch you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.